What's up, rich friends? Welcome back to another episode of Net Worth and Chill with me, your host, Vivian Tu, aka Your Rich BFF and your favorite Wall Street girly. And this week's episode is special because it is New Year, New Me. Happy 2024, friends. Me and my advertising partners at Marshalls want to wish you a happy new year. New year, new you. But same financially conscious girly. As your rich BFF who likes to save and doesn't compromise on quality, Marshalls held me down all last year and this year will be no different. It's their buyer's job to bring high quality on-trend finds at an incredible price for any occasion. Whether you're starting your fitness journey or fine-tuning it, Marshalls will always help you save a little coin while fashionably breaking a sweat. Have you been thinking about a well-deserved yoga retreat, new fitness-oriented side hustle? Think of all the things you can do with the money you save by shopping high-quality deals at Marshall's. And since it's the new year, we have to talk about New Year's resolutions. And it's no surprise, I, like many people, have resolved to lose weight for my wedding. I want to get fit, I want to eat better, I want to work out more, and all in all, I just want to focus more on my health. And as much as I want to pretend like I'm special, improvement of health is literally the number one New Year's resolution pretty much every single year. Stats for 2024 aren't available just yet, but for 2023, the Forbes Health One Poll survey found some resolutions to be more common than others, with the most popular goals including 45% of resolvers wanting improved mental health, 39% wanting improved fitness, 37% wanting to lose weight, and 33% wanting to improve their diet. And just so you know, people were allowed to select more than one resolution, which is why the numbers don't add up to 100. I know someone's going to try and roast me for that, so I had to put it out there. But back to the topic at hand. Today, we're going to cover how to finance your fitness goals without breaking the bank, what we should and shouldn't be spending money on when it comes to nutrition, and what we should be focusing on to be the most effective in our wellness journeys. We're joined today by an expert in the space. She's a social media fitness entrepreneur and instructional YouTuber, CEO of PopFlex Activewear, and mastermind behind Blogilates. Everyone, please welcome Cassie Ho. Hi. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's so good to see you again. For everybody listening, I met Cassie in person for the first time at South by Southwest, and she looked incredible in this cute little jean jumpsuit. And I just could not put my finger on how I knew her and why I recognized her for so long, because normally I see her online in her active wear, showing us her designs. And Cassie, you actually have a pretty roundabout story of how you got into the fitness industry. So let's start from the beginning. Where'd you grow up? What were you like as a kid? What was your family like? Were you super athletic? Oh my gosh. Um, before I get into that though, I, I remember walking through the halls at South by Southwest and like I looked at you too and I think we both just like looked at each other and I was like, wait. And then I, like, I was like walking forward and then back and I looked at you again and we were still looking at each other. So I'm glad like you said something because I was like, where is she from? Because I follow you two on TikTok, like obviously. Yeah. The, the eye contact was just like a little too prolonged. A, a, a little. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, anyway, wow, this this could become a very long story, but so you want me to start from like where I grew up and everything yeah, and that whole thing. Okay. Like, were you Ooh. like a super athletic kid? Because oh, I feel no. like I think of you and you're like super athletic and like health and wellness. Oh my God, no. So, okay. So I'm, um, I grew up in Southern California. My parents are both uh, Vietnamese immigrants. They came over in the seventies. My mom was a boat person and everything. And I'm telling this because it will relate to the way I was raised. Um, but my dad t- 
taught me how to play tennis at a very young age, like six years old. And I ended up becoming very good only because I was coached so hard. And so I never actually enjoyed the sport though, because for me, I don't like being competitive in sports, like just all the winning and the losing and tennis can be a very lonely sport. Um, And even when I was captain of the tennis team, varsity, like freshman year, I, I hated it. I had so much anxiety. And so I would say I'm not a sport athletic person in that Mm. sense. But I found my love for fitness when I discovered Pilates when I was 16. And that really for me resonated because it was something that I could do in my room and compete only against myself and get better day by day. And so um, that's how I got into Pilates. It was really from an infomercial I saw of Mari Windsor Pilates and I begged my parents to buy me the DVD and they did. And I like did those videos every night in my room. And it was so crazy to see later on in my fitness career, how many girls would do my YouTube videos in their bedroom. Um, And so, yeah, that's how it all got started with Pilates. That is amazing. Also, for people who don't do Pilates, it is insane. I When I like looked into a Pilates class one time, I was like, what are they even doing? This looks so easy. Anybody uh-huh. can do this. And then I took a Pilates class. I almost passed away in the class. I was like, I-, I can't keep doing this. Like I'm shaking. I'm trembling. Every single muscle in me hurts right now. And truly, people who do Pilates do not get enough credit. Like <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to have show muscles. You have to have go muscles to do Pilates. Well, yeah. And it's, it's interesting because it looks so graceful and effortless, mm-hmm. but it takes so much strength to make mm-hmm. it look that way instead of, you know, grunting and everything. And look, here's the thing, like different things for different people. And what ended up like, I'm no longer doing the fitness videos, but like towards the end, it was kind of like these religious, like culty behavior around these different Mm. factions of fitness that really was tearing me down. And this sort of happened on every single platform that I got into beginning on YouTube and then on Instagram and then on TikTok. Mm. And people would want to just drag other people down for not doing the routines routines that they were doing. And it was just a completely toxic behavior that I had lived through since 2009. And I did not know there was this other more positive world out there until I pretty much strictly started doing design videos and everyone was just so nice and no one was, no one was making fun of my body anymore. Um, yeah, people it was just- your body? That's awful. Oh my God. Well, yeah. I mean, it all started with, I mean, I posted a video for my students at 24 Hour Fitness like years ago in 2009 when I was moving cross country and they were like, who else is going to teach us pop Pilates, which is my format, Pilates to pop music. And I thought, okay, I'll put up the video for 40 people. They can do it when they miss me because there will be no one else teaching this. And then eventually thousands of views and hundreds of comments later, I'm like, oh, wait, this what 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 is this YouTube thing? Like people want more. And I really put out that first video just to connect with my students, just to be an instructor. But what ended up happening over the course of the next like 13 or so years, people were looking at my body as a billboard to kind of uh, quote unquote, sell my services, right? And so if I didn't have a bubble butt and I was doing a butt routine, people be like, oh, what? we shouldn't even trust your programs. And over time, it got to be like, oh, what? why you're so fat? If you like actually cared about your career, you would try to lose some weight. And it got really bad. And towards the very end, like um, on the TikTok <laughs> arena, it was a lot of really buff, like muscly gym men just making videos about me and dragging me about the way that I look and the routines that I, were, that I was doing doing and how it wouldn't work. And so this has happened multiple times in every dramatic life cycle on every platform. And I was just like really run down by all of it, you know, and I'm just here trying to teach people a 
how for to free. have fun with working out. Like, like this is my own thing. I'm not like pushing anything down anyone's throat. And I just, it's such a toxic uh, community. That's so tough. And yeah, you, know, you mentioned earlier, 2009, you graduated from college mm-hmm. in what I would call probably one of the toughest job markets, mm-hmm. 2009. Mm-hmm. And you move from California to Boston. And, you know, I read up on you. You obviously have always had a passion for fashion. And that, that's like so such a lame thing to say. <laughs> but your first job out of school is being a fashion buyer. Tell me about that job. Tell me about why you started creating this content of fitness, which is so different Mm -hmm. from your day job on the internet. Okay. So I'm going to scoot back a little bit because I never actually finished my story about how I got started. So, okay. So I was a biology major. Um, I always wanted to be a fashion designer, but given, you know, my parents, they're like, you must be a doctor. So I got into it, but absolutely felt hollow. So in my Mm -hmm. spare time, I would actually teach Pilates and that began making me feel whole. And as I was teaching Pilates, I was also realizing I had certain problems while I was going to the gym. Well, I don't have a bag that's cute that carries my mat, my keys and all that kind of stuff. And so I decided to make my own. And that's how it really started. My students were like, oh, that's really cute. Can I get one? So I did a teeny small scale production um, with leftover fabrics from downtown LA. And then I decided to ship off a few bags to magazines like health, fitness, shape and whatever. Right. And then I move across country for my first job training to be a fashion buyer because it was the only job I could get in fashion that wasn't actually designed and I without any educational experience. Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, I guess they liked my analytical skills from biology and things like that. My parents were absolutely devastated. They thought I completely ruined the rest of my future forever. Um, and this really did ruin our relationship. And to this day, it's still pretty broken. And we can talk about that later. But yeah, I got into corporate America and it was not the place for me. Let me tell you that I am someone who likes to step outside of boundaries and like think outside of the box. But I didn't know that when you do that, your boss will think you're stepping on her toes and like your assistant manager will think you're trying to do something weird and they will slap you back into place. So it was a completely toxic environment. They found out I had a YouTube channel, would make fun of it. They would tell me things that yeah they would tell me things that I couldn't wear and it was literally the same thing that my assistant manager wore except they told me no but your legs are longer so you can't wear that I mean it was completely toxic anyway one day I'm sitting at my desk and my sister sends me a text this is now like eight months into the job and it looks like a picture of my yoga bag in a magazine I'm like wait so then I step out for an early lunch and I I go to Target and I'm like flipping through Shape Magazine and there I see it like my no name whatever yoga bag in a magazine like as one of the 10 hottest finds for the summer or something like that and I take it as a sign to quit my job because I am just miserable at this point I'm crying every morning going to work and I actually suck at my job so it's just really terrible so I end up quitting I buy a ticket to China on Friday I leave on Sunday I'm going to the Canton Fair which is one of the biggest manufacturing fairs in the world because I'm determined to find myself a manufacturer and go big and whether like I don't care if I'm going to fail I want to have given it everything because Mm -hmm. I would rather know that than live a life of regret and should have could have 
of whatever. I'm not into that. Um, and so I do that. And pretty much after I get back from the fair, I have no job. I still have to pay rent. So I end up teaching Pilates like 12 times a week to make sure that ends meet. So I'm talking about 6 a.m. classes, 12 uh, p.m. and 6 p.m. because those are only three slots for group fitness instructors, right? And so it's a hard life, but it was one of the most beautiful struggles of my life if I really, really look back on this because it trained me to be a really good fitness instructor. And in those weird slots, those in-betweens, that's when I got to film my YouTube videos mm. and actually build this community that I still like wasn't sure what this was at the time because I wasn't making money on ads. There weren't brand deals. I was just kind of doing it because it was something fun to do and connect with people. So that's how that whole part got started. And then we can talk about how merch got started later, whenever. Yeah. What was like the turn, like, I guess like the turning point, you know, you're teaching these group fitness classes, Mm -hmm. you're putting stuff on the internet. And to your point, like this was like before the age of like everybody wanting to be an influencer. Like what was the turning point that you were like, oh, like being an internet fitness person, like be my job. So the turning point was when on Facebook, because this is the only place that people really truly had like talking community. People were like, hey, Cassie, like, can you make a shirt that says Blogilates? I want to wear it. And I was like, why do you want to wear my screen name? That is so weird. And more people chimed in. I was like, okay, fine. So I ended up going to Forever 21, bought some like rib t-shirts that were blank. Um, We had a little community design contest. We ended up printing it on the shirt and it said Blogilates on it. And then I put it up on Facebook and it sold out within like a few minutes. And I was like, uh, what? that's weird. And that was really the moment that I knew that there was something beyond just the fitness videos. This was a brand that people wanted to be a part of. That's incredible. And, you know, I think what really inspires me is that even before the ads, even before the money, you were like, I'm going to teach these workouts on YouTube, on social media for free. I guess a question I have for you, especially right now, you know, I'm splitting my time, New York and Miami. Mm -hmm. Workout classes are very expensive. They're Mm -hmm. 35, 40 dollars a pop. How much do you think people should be spending on fitness and workout classes? And what's your advice for someone who wants to work out but is on a tight budget? Okay, if you want to work out and you're on a tight budget, I think there are a lot of great apps and um, YouTube videos out there. I think it's a good place to get started, but you have to be careful and make sure you pick someone who is certified and knows what they're talking about because you are going to be at home and um, no one's going to be checking your form. So that's really important. Classes, man, I used to love taking them so much. I was on OG Class Pass back in the day yeah, were, were you too class was crazy unlimited right yeah. I would do me a couple of classes a day like <laughs> yeah. they, they lost money on me for sure um but you know what ended up happening it's it's so interesting this life that I live with fitness and like loving fitness I still work out every morning but I, I don't post the fitness videos anymore the reason why I stopped class pass was because people would just like it would affect me as a student people would be like hey aren't you that oh yeah can you post about our gym can you tag us that was one version of it and like the last time I took a class, I was actually signed up to take a Pilates class. And this was so annoying. The instructor looks at me and she's like, you look familiar. And they do that thing where where it's like, am I supposed to tell you who I am? Are you going to tell me who I am? Like, this is really awkward. So anyway, she's like, like, "Uh, are you? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Cassie from Blogilates. And then she goes, why are you taking a Pilates class? 
And it was like so offensive. And I was like, because I'm here to get a workout. And it was just really odd because it's almost like they thought I was taking it for some other alternative reason. And for for that reason, I actually don't go to these boutique classes anymore, even though I truly do enjoy them. Um, so I work out at home. I have a home gym. And if you uh, do have the means to do that, just invest in some really good equipment. And I'm not t- even talking about like barbells and whatever, like get a good yoga mat that is actually cushioned. Get equipment that isn't going to break down on you because that will actually help you have a better workout. Yeah. What would you say aside from just like a yoga mat? Like what are the important things for people who want to work out and like not hurt themselves and like do good workouts? Mm -hmm. What are like the top three things they should be buying? Okay. I think a yoga mat for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, The ones that I make uh, have this vegan suede top. So you don't slip pretty much as Mm -hmm. your hands get sweaty, it gets grippier. So I think that's really important. We also have like a really thick one called the cloud cushion. So if you have knees that are sensitive, that's really good for you. Yeah. And tailbones and everything. That's me. Weights. I think weights are really important because we do need to be working on our muscle building as just in general. Like it makes us look good and also makes us stronger. And I have some gold weights at Target that um, are cute because they not only are functional, but also look like great home decor. I think it's absolutely amazing. And I think also getting a mirror for you to work out in front of is extremely important because you need to be able to check your form. And if you aren't doing the moves with the right form, you will be hurting yourself. Mm, so the mirrors at the gym are not for my selfies. They are for me checking <laughs> my form. Okay, clear. Got that. Noted. Well, you know, both. I also check myself out and, you know, my cute little outfit that day. I think it's all, it all works together. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> totally. And um, obviously you are a, you know, abundant resource. Are there any other online free fitness brands that you want to recommend to our listeners? Yeah, actually. So the fit on app. So I, I actually was hired to do some videos in there and this is not why I'm plugging it, but I do think it's a great app. It's free to download and there are literally I think either hundreds or thousands of videos in there. There's like bar, Pilates, dance, um, weightlifting, everything in there. And um, yeah, like I said, it's free. So check it out. It's high quality videos. So yeah. Awesome. And I want to take a quick second to pivot to while we are working out what we will be wearing. You know, let's talk athleisure. It has obviously been the hottest craze for the past, I want to say like almost decade? Yeah. Like people Uh love wearing athletic wear, whether or not they're actually working out. And you're the founder of a great brand, Pop Flex Active, but that wasn't actually your first foray into athleisure. And I don't mean to bring up any, you know, childhood traumas because I read (laughs) your dad literally told you that, and I quote, Mm -hmm. you would fail, make no money and have no friends. Mm -hmm. But talk to me about building you know, your first athleisure brand post the the gym bag and how that eventually led to, you know, Pop Flex being so successful. Wow. I mean, so after the shirt uh, Facebook thing, that was probably like 2010, I'm going to guess. For the next few years, I was really building a brand around the Blogilates, um, mm-hmm. the Blogilates brand, I suppose. And there were a lot of shirts, motivational shirts, if you remember around this time, Train Insane, um, Train Like a Beast, Look Like a Beauty. I mean, it was, it was all the rage. And so I made a lot of those shirts and they were going wild. I had water bottles and we would sell like 30,000 units in a month. It was like insane. And this is me like still like not truly understanding this arena and just getting right into it. Well, what ended up happening is 
is that those graphic designs were so easy to rip off. And so mm-hmm. a lot of Etsy stores would just literally uh, use my design and sell it. And then once the bigger corporations and retail stores started stealing it, I was over. We saw the sales go down and there was nothing I could do about it. And around this time too, I was already feeling inside that I want to be, I want to wear things that are, are sleeker, not all bright with words on it. And I really wanted to make my own athleisure collection inspired by Lululemon. Of course, everyone loves Lululemon. And I began designing that. And pretty much in 2016, I started Pop Flex. And it was a great launch. Okay. It was a great launch, but it was only pretty much standard sizes. There was no plus because I didn't yet understand how to design for um, a plus body. And so over after the first two launches, when I began to introduce the plus, it was a struggle because I didn't get the fit right. And Mm -hmm. everything started getting really inconsistent with fit. And for a clothing brand that will kill you because there is no trust. And pretty much in 2018, with that as one of the problems, and then having toxic employees on the inside, and then from the outside, people dragging down my body and everything, I was just really crumbling from all angles. And I actually told Sam, my husband and COO, I can't do this anymore. I'm not meant to be a CEO. I'm not meant to be a designer. Like I suck at everything. Can we just quit Blogilates, quit Poplex? I just want to move to Hawaii and just like end. And he was like, Cassie, yeah, literally just end. Um, And he was like, Cassie, just give it 30 more days. And I was like, oh my God. And this is in between me having like a full on panic attack in public. I mean, it was bad. Why 30 more days? What was his rationale of 30 days? That's a very specific. I think, I think he knew I was, I was at the very end and he Mm. didn't want to be like, well, you know, just give it six more months. Like I I could, I could not just 30. Right. So just push like a sprint. Right. And it was within those 30 days that everything that needed to happen happened for me because I was really, really pushing to survive and pretty much the toxicity um left because certain people left the company and I found a new manufacturer that actually understood what I was trying to do, found a technical designer that could help me understand fit better and construction better. And things in those 30 days began to change for the rest of the journey. And I'm so grateful that Sam told me to just try to hang on for another month because if I didn't, we wouldn't be here today. I really was at the end of my rope. But yeah, now I can't believe it. Like Blogilates is in Target. Like all across the U.S. It's insane. Um, and there's two brands. There's Blogilates at Target, which is the more affordable brand. And then there's PopFlex, which is our D2C brand, more high performance, a little bit of a higher price point, and just absolutely my pride and joy because when I get to design and even make the videos about it and show people the process behind it, I am I feel whole. And you know, I don't know what it is. Like when you're a kid, you know, kind of like what you want to do inside your heart and being told that you can't do it and you, you'll never make it. Oh my God, I'm getting like emotional right now. It just, ba- it builds this fire, you know, mm-hmm. that like makes you want to fight for it so bad. And so every time I can share a design, it's almost like, I don't know. It's almost like I'm proving to myself that I'm finally making this dream, like, you know, happen. And it, and I, I seriously, I love what I'm doing so much. And I want to just, I would just want to die doing what I'm doing right now because it just feels so right. Oh my God. I'm like going to start crying because I'm like watching you. Like that is so inspiring for everyone listening. My favorite pop flex product is the no camel toe yoga pants. (laughs) uh, That is so rude that 
my cooch would literally do that and then (laughs) visual for everybody else. I think that is so unfair. So I love that you guys basically took the seam out. So now I can comfortably walk around the gym and not be worried if the creepy old guy is looking at my camel toe. I'd love to get your take on the current athleisure market. It really does feel like every day there is a new like workout wear line. Does it ever bring you stress that you're like, this is such a competitive market? This is such an interesting question. I'd love to answer it in so many different aspects. So here's what I see. It's a competitive market, but only the brands that have soul will continue to live. Mm. So I would say that, yeah, in the beginning, it made me kind of anxious that, that, oh my God, there's so many people doing so many things that all kind of look the same. But at the end of the day, I'm living my own story and my own journey and I'm designing products in a very different way. And then there's people copying what I'm doing. And now that's what's actually making me like, uh, it makes me scared, but it's okay because just, you know, I, I don't know if you've seen like my Instagram and things I've talked about, like, but yeah. even with like Shein, like just straight up copying my design. And I knew that was going to happen because it was a very unique skirt that I designed. And then, you know, Halara copying designs and copying even the way I film videos, casting a model that looks like me to create uh-huh. actual confusion. And then when I called it out, fans were like, oh, so you're saying you didn't start a sub brand called Halara? Like, like it got to that level oh of confusion. Oh my gosh, like people so literally thought it was affiliated with you. They, they literally thought it was my brand. And so we know that, like, I know that they're doing this on purpose. And anyway, so the competitive space, yeah, very competitive, but I'm not afraid because I I know that what I'm doing is good. It's quality. And if people are going to keep copying, they can copy as much as they want, but they can't get ahead. And so I'm, I've just come to, you know, I, I accept this. I accept this life. It's fine. And I think that's how it feels to be a pioneer in this space. And I wouldn't trade it for anything. I have a really good time doing what I'm doing. Um, And we'll see. We'll see what brands will last. But already, like at the beginning of 2023, Adidas and the Beyonce deal like that, didn't work out anymore because it wasn't making the money that it was supposed to be making for them to make it make sense. And so, like I said, even with that amount of backing and that power from like two huge names, if that didn't work out, like, you know, we'll see, we'll see who, who will survive. Mm. That is a, that's also a really good pep talk for me. I feel like, Mm. and for a lot of people listening, just like that sense of like, you know who you are, no Mm. one can do you better than you can. And There will always be imitators, but when you've got the real thing, like you've got to be able to trust yourself. Since we're talking fitness and finances, my advertising partners at Marshalls know all about keeping you stylish while saving. Marshalls is always on it with the latest high quality on-trend fashion, beauty, and home decor at amazing prices so you can maximize savings and invest those savings. In 2024, managing your finances properly does not mean you have to sacrifice quality on what makes you feel your best. Invest in your fitness journey from gym fits to mental and emotional fitness, any of your resolutions, your wellness deserves investment. Marshalls makes it possible to get the good stuff for less, no matter what you're shopping for. I want to also now pivot into kind of, I would say the opposite end of this fitness conversation. Mm-hmm. Everybody says abs are built in the kitchen, not <laughs> in the gym, which I'm like, I don't know if that's true, but I do want to pivot and bring up a little bit of a throwback. When you were creating a bunch of content on YouTube, you had a series called Cheap Clean Eats. Mm-hmm. And you know, on the flip side of Cheap Clean Eats, you had the concept of a YOLO meal. 
Can you talk to me about those two ideas and how you think about eating as it pertains to your overall like fitness and wellness journey? Yeah. Okay. So Cheap Clean Eats was so fun um, because I think everyone wants to save money, but also be Mm -hmm. healthy because you don't have to shop at Air One (laughs) to be healthy. Okay. Air One is a scam, but I must say the Haley Bieber smoothie is legit. That is straight up really good. Have you tried it? It's delicious. I hate that I liked it. I know. Me too. I hate that I like it. I have also tried a few other smoothies and those other ones are scams, but this one is legit. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, what was I going to say? Yeah. So that's how that series started. And I love cooking. It's therapeutic to me. Um, But the concept of the YOLO meal. So in the fitness space, people call this thing a cheat meal, right? So you're eating healthy most of the week and then like, okay, I'm going to go have like burritos and pizza, whatever, cheat meal. And I feel like it's just a really negative way to talk about enjoying yourself in a different way. So we call it YOLO, um, you only live once type thing. And it's just a different mental spin on it so that you don't feel like you're cheating because that mm-hmm. that's a bad thing. You're not doing something bad when you're feeding your soul because to me, food is more than just nourishment. It's cultural, it's social, it's all these other things things. And honestly, when you are on a diet, you miss out a lot on life. Uh, So yeah. So YOLO meal, not cheat meal. We love a YOLO meal, but we also love cheap clean eats. Um, (laughs) If you had to give kind of like three pieces of your best advice on eating healthily on a budget, especially knowing that we're seeing quite a bit of price inflation at the grocery Mm -hmm. store, what, what are your three tips? Ooh, okay. What are my three tips? Obviously cook at home. Like that's easy. My immigrant parents would approve of that. I like shopping at Trader Joe's and Costco. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And um, I just feel like I, I mean, I buy things in bulk. Like I I, I like get my egg whites in bulk because I'm always making omelets and things like that. Um, Lots of almond milk, veggies, all that kind of stuff. Some people also like to meal prep in bulk. And so you can buy all those things, um, especially if you're like on a specific type of meal plan or something, buy a bunch of stuff, put it in Tupperware, maybe freeze it or whatever, instead of doing those, uh, what is it called? Where they make your meals ahead of time and they ship it to you. And it's just like really expensive and wasteful. And there's just a lot of plastic. Like, don't do that. Do your own meal prep. Okay. Wow. Um, that felt like a small <laughs> attack, but. <laughs> Sorry. Well, you know what? I tried it too, but it was never enough food for me. So I had to yeah. stop. Number three, I I think just in general, just make sure that you're eating the things that you want to be eating because Mm -hmm. I've, I mean, I've gone through, man, I've gone through almost every diet imaginable. And when you deprive yourself so much of what you actually want, you'll end up binging on the things that you don't want and you won't feel fulfilled. So if you really just want those barbecue chips or something, and you're just trying to be like, I don't know, on some vegan, whatever, like just, just have it, get, get it through your system and then move on. But at the same time, as I'm saying all of this, make sure you have a goal for why you're eating this way, right? Because if you're just looking to lose weight or just looking to quote unquote, look skinny, it's not going to be enough when things are going to get hard. And trust me, things get hard when you're on a fitness journey. And so whether it is something more like, um, you want to feel confident, right? When you're in a bikini, whatever that means to you, what whatever it is, okay, everyone has different reasons. Just make sure it's deep enough so that when times get hard, it will pull you through. Cool. And aside from egg whites, if I <laughs> opened your fridge right now, what like what are like three things I would see? Like no matter what time of year, no matter what, like I open your fridge, what am I seeing? Okay, um, all time, all kinds of hot sauce, all kinds. Hot sauce, I love hot that. sauce. All kinds of hot sauce, almond milk, like I said. You said beside egg whites, but there are lots of egg whites in there right now. And oh, butter lettuce from Trader Joe's. 
Okay, have you tried? Because it is the superior lettuce. And I only I, buy it from Trader Joe's. I've had it. I did not have this type of <laughs> reaction when I tasted <laughs> butter lettuce for the first time. I was like, oh, sick. It's lettuce. <laughs> okay, straight up, it is like sweet and good. And so I am crazy. I buy six bags at a time for one week. You have a bag a day? <laughs> yeah, like, you know, well, you know what? You know what I do? Like, okay, so I you know, do you know what Vietnamese spring rolls are? Yes, of course. Right. Okay. So I do this thing right now and I, I'm weird. I have like new combinations of food all the time. Right now I'm doing a rice paper and then I'll put like a crab stick inside and then I'll throw a ton of butter lettuce and then an avocado. Oh, avocados are also always in my fridge. And I roll right. it up and I make my own like hoisin sauce and stuff like that um, with lots of habanero sauce in there. I, I'm a weird, weird, weird person who likes very specific things and that is what I'm doing right now. And so I stuff that spring roll with a lot of butter lettuce. That's okay. I love that. That's like delicious, (laughs) nutritious. It's it's spicy. It's got everything that I like. I love that so much. (laughs) And I I do want to give you a quick chance to talk about some new products that are available at Target. I tried your protein bars and they are so good. My favorite is Snickerdoodle, obviously, Mm -hmm. because I am who I am. (laughs) I loved that you didn't have nuts in your bars, that they were just rice puffs Mm -hmm. because that meant I could have them because I'm allergic to almonds. Oh, that's why you don't do the almond milk. Do you like oat milk? I don't really milk at all. Like (gasps) I don't, I don't milk. Why? Well, I'm lactose intolerant. So no real milk. I don't almond milk because almonds. almonds. Yeah. I I mean, at that point, like I've, I've learned to live without it for so long that like when I go and get like a matcha, I'm like, oh, can I get a matcha Americano? Just put water in it. No way. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. That is a really interesting fact. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Wait, I got so sidetracked by the milk conversation. (laughs) What was your original question? No, nothing. I just wanted you to tell me a little bit about like your protein bars and why you just invent them. Oh my gosh. Um, well, uh, obviously I love food. And so any quick, easy consumption, delicious consumption of food is where I'm going to go. And I really wanted to make something that tasted like just fun, you know, not like a hard whatever thing of protein. And so the the little rice krispies, uh, well, the little krispies taste yeah. like rice krispies and they make yeah. it fun. I, Snickerdoodle is my favorite cookie flavor, so for uh-huh. sure I wanted to do that. So pretty much I just wanted the whole the whole thing with Blogilates and Popflex, it's like helping you find the joy in fitness, helping you find the joy in food and nutrition. And so uh, that's where it all goes back to. And that's why the protein powders are matcha flavored, matcha ice cream flavored, ube ice cream flavored. It's mm-hmm. always this stuff that, I mean, you will find me at a boba shop, okay? I'm, I, like yes. I may be a fitness person, but you will always find me at a boba shop at Somi Somi. Like I am all about the, the dessert life. And so I wanted to bring that into the fitness realm and with like Asian inspired flavors. I totally love that. I have the dumbest question and I'm so (laughs) embarrassed to even ask this. What? What are protein powders and protein bars for? Like, am Mm. I supposed to eat them before I work out or after I work out? I'm going to be honest with you. I ate that protein bar as an afternoon snack. I didn't even work out afterwards. No, that's great. But that's great. What's the, what's the protein thing that people talk about? Like you need to have enough protein. Uh So protein, um, it's the building block of muscle. So if you are looking to build muscle, you should be eating more protein. That's really what it is. In terms of timing, I 
a lot of people like to have it after a workout because mm-hmm. after you've like, for example, lifted weights, you've, this is going to sound terrible, but it's not terrible. You've kind of like torn your muscles and so now it needs to yeah. rebuild, but this is actually how you build muscle. So that's like a good time to help replenish. But Honestly, I also like having it as an afternoon snack instead of grabbing the chips, you know, because it tastes Mm -hmm. good. So that's kind of the whole point. It's to help you integrate protein, protein into your lifestyle without making it feel like you're like having a supplement. Like it's just Mm -hmm. supposed to be food that's good for you. I love it. Okay. So. In our next segment of the show, we're going to do a fun little lightning round. I am going to list some workout items, experiences, or phenomenons, phenomena, and you're (laughs) going to tell me if you think they're overhyped and overpriced, or if you think they're worth the money and the time, and then if yes, how much you would be willing to spend on those things. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. So the first one, something that I have personally purchased, but have not used more than once, bala bangles. Mm. Um, bala bangles. I, do I have some? Oh, I've been gifted some. Have oh, I used clear, them? Guys, bala yeah. bangles. I don't even know if everybody knows what these are. Bala yeah. bangles are like weights that are like almost like bracelets that you can like Velcro mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. your wrists and your ankles to like enhance a workout. But I'm not sure if like, they're worth it. Okay. Um, I've been gifted them. I personally have not used them, but I think they're very pretty. I think the packaging is very pretty. If you go on Amazon, you can find lots of them for like a quarter of the price. Now, I don't know if like Bala Bangle like owns the patent on that. And I'm just like saying buy the cheaper version because I would hate if someone did that to my stuff. But I think it's good if you're trying to add a little bit of weight to your uh, donkey kicks or whatever. But I, I don't think they're really necessary. I think they're mm. cute. Okay, cool. Yeah. I love that. Up next, luxury gym memberships. Hmm. So I used to belong to, I hate saying the belong. I used to have a membership at Equinox in New York City. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've seen like a gazillion new crazy, very expensive, like high-end gyms. I think mm-hmm. in LA, there's something called HiMat. And in New York, there's something called like Performix House. Uh-huh. Like each gym just keeps leveling up on the next <laughs> one. Like what are your thoughts on these ultra luxury gyms? Okay. So I used to belong to Equinox as well. And it's so interesting because it depends on what neighborhood you're mm-hmm. in. Because some Equinoxes could be more luxe than others. Um, but I ended up building out my own home gym during the pandemic. So so I no longer need this. Is it worth it? I think I think it's worth it if you love group fitness classes because if the instructors are good and you're using that up, you can really make your money's worth instead of That's doing the true. whole class pass thing, which by the way, the classes are on it right now are really bad. I feel like everyone left class pass, um, all the good gyms anyway, when I used to take mm. it. That's mm-hmm. such a bummer. I know. I know. And they got acquired by MindBody. So I don't know how that affected mm. everything. Okay. Yeah. Three, what about a personal trainer? Do I need to get one? I think if you are on a very specific journey and you want to get somewhere in a very focused amount of time, I think it's great to have a coach. I had a coach for my first like bikini fitness competition and I got gr- well, this is this is a loaded answer, but I got great results in a specific amount of time, but it also ended up putting me in um, a body image disorder and eating disorder afterwards because it was so intense. And I'm not saying I'm not saying that having a personal trainer will do this to you, um, but it it did get me very focused. That is another story for another time. But yeah, okay. I think it, I think it's I think it's good if you can afford it, but also just have a specific goal because. Otherwise, I feel like you could just be getting – you could be doing the same thing by yourself. How, how much would you spend on a trainer? Oh, I think it's it's so different these days. I don't even remember how much I paid. Um, how, how much do you pay for a trainer? I don't remember. Oh, the I last time I had – You don't. You don't. Okay. No. 
I I I honestly don't know what the prices are because I the last time I had one was like in 2012, so okay. I don't even remember how much and it inflation costs. has probably changed that pricing anyway. Yeah, um, I don't. It must be hundreds an hour. I have no idea. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say I think I knew of situations where like a trainer would meet with a couple people, so it wasn't necessarily group fitness, but it wasn't one on one either. So it was like three yeah. or four small group training. I don't know small about group. that either. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like here, look, I, I feel like I feel like if you can afford a trainer, have a very specific goal and like and go through it, do the coaching, and be very diligent about it. And, but remember what they taught you, and then you can do it by yourself. That's mm-hmm. what I think. And I also think trainers are good for people who maybe uh, lack self motivation or just mm-hmm. need a little bit more direction, which is fine. That's totally fine. But yeah, that's my answer for that. Okay. I like that. Four, not something that I've ever taken, but pre-workout, like those caffeine drinks Mm -hmm. that help you work out. Are those legit? (laughs) Okay. So I've tried pre-workout before and I've also tried energy energy drinks. And to me, they're kind of similar. There was a time when I loved having a fizzy energy drink in the morning, just right before my run. It would actually, it would actually make me run faster. Okay. So that was cool. Mm -hmm. But when I ran out of stock and I didn't, you know, buy more, I ended up getting these crazy headaches Mm -hmm. um, because I got off of all that caffeine. So I think just be careful overdoing it. I think it's great if you need a little boost, but I think if it's a consistent thing, you end up becoming really dependent on it and it could be scary. Plus, I noticed like my heartbeat uh, getting really fast right away. So it's like doing things that I know it's making my organs do things (laughs) where I haven't like actually moved yet. And that like really scares me. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Um. What about supplements? Like, mm-hmm. just like there are there are so yeah. many now. I don't even there's know so what to many. call them. There's like there used to just be like the one a day daily vitamin. Yeah. Now there's something for everything. Okay. So mo like my general rule is that food can be your medicine and medicine. You know, food can be your medicine essentially. Um. So I try to eat as nutritiously as I can. However, I do like getting my protein in via the protein powders and things like mm-hmm. that. Especially if you are looking for to build muscle in a very specific way. I do like taking collagen for my hair and my nails. And what else do I do? I keep it pretty simple. I I don't do the vitamins. People say that I should. I I just don't. And I feel very healthy and fine. And I also drink a lot of water. I think that's really important. But that's where I am in the supplement space. I don't really do much more than that. But everyone's super different. Cool. And Mm -hmm. last but not least, what is your thought on the Ozempic craze? Mm. I think it is a craze. And Mm -hmm. I think it's... We will see what it ends up doing because it's so early right now. I, you know, obviously it's giving people results, which they love. You know, people love not having to work too hard to lose weight. But what is actually happening inside? Who right. knows? We don't know what the side effects are going to be. So I'm going to watch that and just see. I mean, right now what we're seeing is like, you know, ozempic face and ozempic butt, which really is just losing weight in a quick amount of time. So then your skin ends up sagging because it didn't have time to, you know, come back in yet um, because of the elasticity. But I would just uh, caution. I would just be very cautious around trying it and what it could mean because it's just so early. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's all. That's great. You know, very, I would say, responsible advice. And as we start to wrap up, I'd love to just ask, you know, what's next for Cassie? What's next for Blogilates? What's next on the pipe? Okay. 
So we're going to be moving into a lot of new categories. So this past year, we launched swimwear, and that was super exciting, something that people had been asking for. And there's some new categories I'm not going to talk about right now because it's super deep in development, and I don't want to talk about it unless we know we're on the right path and it's going to release at some point. But pretty much what you can expect is that I will continue to try to solve problems through clothing and design. That's truly what I enjoy so much much really that technical aspect of design um, and just innovating more. That's what you can expect. And you'll be seeing new stuff with Poplex and at Target as well. I love that so much. We were talking about this a little earlier. I think it's amazing that you're launching Swim, especially knowing that so many people on your team personally, as well as so many people probably listening, have had that moment at the pool where they've looked down and felt uncomfortable in their own skin. I think it's really wonderful that you guys are launching Swim and it's going to have all of these cool little design features that just are going to help make the people living and breathing in these suits like just feel good it's so cool to see the suits on so many different bodies and the construction of the garment works for every single one of these bodies because we spent so much time on that and it just makes me just so happy and I'm truly really so proud of the swimwear and it's our first time in that category and it took two years it was a lot longer than I thought but I needed that time because what I've learned in business is that when you rush into anything it's just bad news it's just bad news and you will pay for it you will lose trust and so I'd rather be late um, than on time and half baked, if you know what I mean. So yeah, I'm excited to do more swim in more of other categories. Amazing. Okay. Tell all of the listeners where they can find you. You can find me at blogilates everywhere. And, uh, yeah, I'm really lucky that I actually was able to get that screen name everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Vivian. On behalf of myself and my advertising partners at Marshalls, we want to thank you for listening to today's episode. Whether you're upgrading your home decor, elevating your personal style, or hitting those fitness goals, Marshalls has the latest high-quality, on-trend fashion, beauty, and home decor merchandise at amazing prices. At Marshalls, you maximize savings, giving you the opportunity to invest those savings in any of your 2024 goals. Managing your finances properly does not mean things like fitness and wellness should take a cut. You can actually save when you make Marshalls your workout buddy. Marshalls makes it possible possible to get the good stuff for less, keeping you financially fit while working on your mind, body, and soul. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of Net Worth and Chill. If you like this episode, make sure to leave a rating and a review and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Got a financial question you want answered in the future? You can leave me a voicemail or text me at 908-858-3410. Make sure to follow me at Your Rich BFF across social media for even more relatable financial content. Special thanks to my team at Audioboom, as well as Range Media and WME. See you next week. Bye!